Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life Coach Live podcast. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about up-leveling, what exactly up-leveling is, what it looks like, um, ways to notice it in your life, and ways to create healthy boundaries. Because when you're up-leveling as a human, you basically are leaving your old self and stepping into a new, higher, better version of yourself. And if you're not able to create boundaries with those around you, then you're never really going able to be, you're never going to be able to leave your old self behind if you keep falling into old patterns that don't serve you, that don't align with this new, higher version of yourself. So how do we do that? So basically what up-leveling looks like is going to be discomfort. You're going to be stepping into this brand new version of yourself. And I've talked about this before, but your ego is there to protect you. Your ego is associated with your conscious mind and If you don't give your ego, if you don't visualize and construct this new self that you're stepping into enough and make it vivid enough, make it feel real enough, your ego is going to recognize this new self as unfamiliar and which it equates with being dangerous. It needs to protect you from unfamiliarity. The ego wants to keep you safe. And oftentimes when we get into the habit of following our ego and listening to what the ego has to say, we end up keeping ourselves small. We end up playing small and not fully expanding into the highest potential version of ourselves that does exist out there. So what you have to do when you are leaving or stepping out of your old self, your ego has to feel safe. Your ego has to feel like it is stepping into something familiar and that where you are going, it will be safe. Because the ego, a lot of people talk about trying to like get rid of your ego. That is not necessarily possible and we don't necessarily want to do that either. Your ego is your friend if you learn how to talk to it. And when you take the right steps in terms of up-leveling, your ego might flare up for a second, but you'll, you'll be able to say to it, We are safe. We are protected. This is good for us. Change is good. And basically calm down. Take the driver's seat. I'm driving. And once you're able to, and basically the ego is any self-criticism, negative thoughts, limiting thoughts that come up in your day-to-day life. That is the ego. And once you're able to um, acknowledge and determine that, you then start to become the observer the observer of your thoughts. And once you are observing your thoughts and not giving them the power 
that they once had over you, you then are now in control of your life. You now are not being run by your thoughts or by the ego. You are now in control. You are now running your life. And so what's important to do is as these negative thoughts come up, to replace them, one, first acknowledge them, recognize that this is not a helpful pattern, this is not a helpful thought process, and then immediately cancel it out and replace it with a thought that represents and is in synchronicity with the future life you were trying to create. So, for example, let's not try to sugarcoat things here. I was once in college. I There was a phase in my life where I did drink a lot. Um, I experimented with drugs, like was just not in a good phase of my life per se. And I knew deep down that I didn't want to be drinking. I didn't like drinking heavily and having that be my definition or association of fun. I hated it. But a lot of times what happens is your environment determines the type of person you become. So if you're in college and you're in Greek life or whatever, you're on a sports team and the idea of fun or your every day looks like going to a frat party or a day drink or like literally going out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe throwing a wine Wednesday. Like, I don't know, maybe it's a three-day weekend and you also have a darty on Sunday. Like when your life starts to become consumed by alcohol, and this is really important for me because I feel like at this age, being 23 and still being, having this be the age where the first thing people say when you meet them, when you meet a new person, is let's go grab drinks sometimes. Our society focuses so heavily around drinking and around that being the idea of fun. Going to clubs, going to bars, um, going to house parties, I don't know. And from time to time, yes, that is fun going to a rooftop if you're not like how if you're not drinking until you're like blacking out or throwing up or whatever. If you're having a drink or two, that's fine in moderation. And that's basically where I'm at in my life at the moment because it is hard to fully pull away from that lifestyle. I'm basically trying to act as if I'm already 30. I'm already like past this point in my life. But what I keep finding is that, and this is obviously a pattern that is repeating itself until I fully learn it. And I am getting closer and closer to almost like fully eliminating this lifestyle from my life, like my continuous life not just on a week-to-week basis, but like going months to weeks um, to not engaging. And obviously there's going to be times where you fall back into old patterns and maybe 
the spontaneity of a situation makes it seem like, oh, it will be fun. Why not do this? And then you kind of realize, like you go out, you drink, you realize, oh, this is why I haven't been doing this for so long because it's not fulfilling. It's not in line with the life I want to create for myself. And each time there's less and less drinks consumed, but the point is being able to break away from these people in life that keep you in the same spot, that keep you in the same place of not being able to be disciplined and focus on your goals and like realizing that for me going out on a Friday or Saturday isn't just sacrificing that one day, it's then not feeling great the few days after and not probably meditating those few nights, not journaling in the morning, um, not being super energetically aligned and clear and high vibe because the past few days have kind of put me off kilter. And now I don't feel like I'm at my creative best to create things and to come on and speak on a podcast or to, I don't know, get in a deep meditative state and ask for things. I kind of feel like I have to have a recovery period until I finally feel like this radiant, um, glowing self that I am. Like it takes, there's a lag period. Like it's like, okay, I know I don't want to do this super creative project until I feel fully aligned again. And that's just how I am. And everyone's different and you don't necessarily have to explain yourself to others or your creative process to others or why you don't want to do something because everyone's recovery process is different. And what I think is hard at this age, and I am finding more and more people, like I am meeting more people my age who aren't, who don't really want to engage in this lifestyle but almost feel like they have to because everyone else around them is. And I think what's hard is like, for example, right now I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. It is almost like a Miami of the West Coast. Like it's still a very social scene, whether you're 28, 30, or you just graduated or you're in school and you're 21, whatever. Like there are still, even if you meet older people, it's still that mentality for living for the weekend. And like you work a nine to five, you're probably not doing something that like fulfills you in life. And then, so all you're waiting for is to drink on the weekend. And it's a really like, it is this cycle that gets hard to get out of. And right now with what I'm doing, like a lot, what I try to tell people around me is like a lot of the people, my friends at this age have jobs, like have quote unquote legit jobs that society deems conventional. And my issue is if I am going the unconventional route, I need to be way more disciplined and prioritize prioritize myself and my goals and my well-beings over, I basically have to sacrifice going out a lot. And it doesn't even feel like a sacrifice anymore because I don't even want to do it. Like I don't even want to engage in that culture. When I go out, it's almost like I don't see the appeal anymore. And I'm not saying that I stay like (laughs) crawled up in a ball um, in my room all day. Um, 
I do still go out from time to time, but it's when I want to. It's when I feel super in alignment and like I need a break and like I can have fun, but that might be like once every few weeks and it won't even necessarily be going out. It could be like dinner and I get a drink and um, or because I still, I mean, I'm from New York. I'm used to the city. I'm used to the nightlife. So I love like social atmospheres. I love places where you can dress up and like go out and be seen. There's good music. Like it's a vibe. I love vibey places, but just kind of like replacing the association between that and having to get like super fucked up. (laughs) So basically where I'm at in my life is the saying where it's like, it gets lonelier at the top. I think what happens is the more, and I'm reading a book right now called Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. And one of the things I highlighted in the book is that she said life was good and I felt more alone than ever. Um, So I ignored the callings of my soul and decided to dim to fit in. And she basically said that the more connected she felt on the inside, the more isolated she felt on the outside. And I cannot even tell you... (laughs) The, I resonated with that sentence so much. It's like the more I get grounded and go deeper into myself, the less people I feel like I can, the less people I truly find on my safe wavelength, whether maybe I'm in like the wrong spot in life um, or like, Maybe I'm in the wrong city. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Maybe I need to go to Hawaii like I've been wanting to do for a while. But I find that a lot of people are still not fully awake or everyone is on a different part of their journey. So there are, I tend to find that the people that understand and get me the most genuinely tend to be older. And I think it's because there is a, um, like you become wiser as you have more life experiences. So a lot of the female entrepreneurs that I meet and vibe with are all in their 30s. And um, I do have to say that it is hard to run your own race, but that it can be so rewarding when you finally choose to put blinders on and stay in your own lane. Like the more, and this goes back to up-leveling and truly living an authentic lifestyle and only saying yes to things that truly align with you and that you truly want to do because the people pleaser in you the more you say yes to things that you don't really want to do, you're just sacrificing your life in the long run. You're just going to end up taking, it's going to take you more time to get where you want to go the more you engage in these old habits. So the reason I brought up this whole story of drinking and my age and how everyone's engaging in this like social drinking lifestyle is because I've had to basically say no 
to a lot of the things that I once engaged in. And I think what's hard for people to see sometimes, and it's like, oh, well, like you've done it in the past. So what's different now? Like, why won't you go out with me or do this or whatever? And I think the hard thing for people to understand and why it doesn't really matter, like why you don't have to explain yourself is because when when you make a decision out of pure alignment or if it's just an intuitive decision and you're following your gut and you want to be spontaneous and do something in the moment, like that's up to you and that's fine. But not every day, week, month, year is going to look the same. And you're constantly changing. You're constantly up-leveling this style of life that you have. And so if you're going to, because for me, the, the hardest part about creating boundaries, because I once was a people pleaser And I'm definitely stepping out of that now. I'm coming into my own frame. And what people pleasers are is they tend to get wrapped up in other people's frames and not being able to distinguish their shit from like other people's stuff from your own stuff. And the hardest part, I think, when you're putting up a boundary is the initial reaction of letting someone down. And as someone who really feels other people's emotions it is hard and you don't want to disappoint anyone but at the end of the day all of these decisions like had you not basically what's hard is to keep when you put up a new boundary people are going to try to knock it down repeatedly And the hardest thing about putting up a new boundary is that you repeatedly have to deal with confrontation and with letting people down. But the reward and the payoff in the end is that the more you continue to stand by that boundary and say no to things that don't fulfill you, you are giving the universe a clear signal to what it is you do desire and accept in life and just and a no to what you don't accept and what you don't want to attract more of. And it's like you're doing yourself a favor by being consistent with your word and by following your intuition. So the more times that you can say no to people and let people down, even if it's uncomfortable, the better your own life will be in the long run. Because then you fully show up for the things that you want to be there for and you're not splitting your energy. The more that you can say yes to only the things that truly resonate with you is the day that your life changes. And I think it's hard because especially as women, we're like brought up to just be agreeable and liked by everyone and pleasable and to kind of break out of that shell and just realize that not everyone is going to like you and your decisions. Not everyone is going to vibe with this like new person that you're trying to create and that that's okay. Like you can't, the minute you become more polarizing, you can't have everyone in the world like you. If you spend your whole life up until you're 80 or 100 or the day you die, trying 
to make and convince everyone around you to like you, that is physically exhausting. That is physically and mentally exhausting. And what authentic life are you living? You're not at that point. So I think to realize in the grand scheme of things that, yes, it might hurt to initially let someone down, but to then sit with that anxiety and let it pass. And then realizing that you're safe, that it's okay, and that, hey, now you get to live your day out the way you want to, and you're actually truly genuinely happy. It's just that initial point of kind of like pulling the trigger, which is hard. And I think when you start going down your own path, a lot of people aren't going to get it. A lot of people are going to question you. You're going to see a lot of no's. Um, and to just keep going and to just keep realizing that like you are your own inner guidance system and the more that you stay in your own lane, the more magical that life will be for you. The more that you commit to keeping your boundaries firm and hard and living life unapologetically the more that these that the more that these old people in your life will start getting replaced by new ones and by people who truly resonate with you who are on the same wavelength who have similar goals and aspirations and you also have to understand that people are in different points of their lives so oftentimes i see like oh wow my old self would be having a time with you like we would we would get along great but it's like i'm not my old self anymore And I think when you're in the transition phase of trying to leave your old self and come into something new, you're going to get people that test you to see if you are, to see if they can kind of like drag you back to that old self, to see if you will still engage and be tempted by the old bad habits that didn't serve you. And the more that you're basically able to say no to those situations and people, the sooner you can kind of step into this new version of yourself and the sooner that your life will change and reflect your inner reality. And it's all about changing your inner reality to get to the point where your outer reality mimics that. And there is a lag period, but the point is to do the work every day. And if you're engaging in activities that don't serve you, then there's less time for you to be doing things like journaling, meditating, sitting in silence. Like if you're hungover, you can't really be clairvoyant and get in touch with your higher self, your God's universe. So it really does, it is a sacrifice. It's like, which path are you choosing? And yes, you can mix in fun, but it's like my definition of fun has changed a lot just in the past year, which I think is wild. Like Yes, I want to go out from time to time, but when it's on my own time frame and when it feels right and when it is the new definition of fun that I now align with. And I mean, I've gotten a few DMs. I recently posted this book that I'm trying to find the name of it that I that basically talked about the how to do the radical thing of not drinking in a society that is obsessed with alcohol. 
And if I find the name of this book, I will tag it in the um, description section below. But I got responses to it of like, oh, are you sober? Are you, I'm, are you trying to be sober? Like, I'm done with drinking, basically. It causes me anxiety, all of this stuff. And I think it's really cool how a bunch of younger people are starting to become awake and how, I don't know, I just think that our job as lightworkers on this planet is to just follow the light within you. And once you light up, it's like a chain reaction, almost like a flame with candles. It's like then it just sparks the person next to you to light up and to follow their own inner flame. And the more that we can live the authentic version of ourselves, the more that that encourages those around us to do the same. And I think that when you focus so much on developing a strong core and really getting clear on what your values are and the values that you won't bend for different people and circumstances and the more work you can do on healing your inner child, on getting in touch with yourself, that the more that this stuff becomes easier to do because it's almost not even a question <laughs> um, when it gets to the point of sacrificing your future self because it's too good for you to want anything to mess that up. Like your vision of what is coming just isn't work. It, it just isn't worth the short-term satis- satisfaction. So with <laughs> that being said, I will leave you with that. And if anyone else wants to further talk on this subject with me, I'd love um, to talk to you. Shoot me a DM. I'm on Instagram at lifecoachliveofficial. I do appreciate um, any support I can get with this podcast. So whether that's rating at five stars, leaving a review, subscribing, um, so you can see when other episodes come out, I really appreciate it. And I'm here with you for the journey and we'll continue to update you on new insights I get along the way. So thank you all for listening. I hope you have a nice day and I will see you next time.